Hello, I'm Carlos. And I'm Xavier. And this is Where We Are. Welcome to season two of our podcast. So for those of you that don't know, we started Where We Are last year in the summer. Unfortunately, life got away from us and we really weren't able to do it the way we wanted to. Um, we decided to take a break and now that there's nothing to do, hopefully we can get more seasons out <laughs> or more episodes. Isn't that right? That most definitely is, honestly. I'm happy we're doing this again. This was one of my favorite parts of last summer, just being able to sit here and converse about pretty much anything that came to mm-hmm. mind because there's a lot of stuff going on right now and I feel like there's not enough speaking to it, but we're here to make that happen. And obviously we want to keep this going beyond the summer this time and really take this somewhere because we like the conversation, we like the dialogue that we have with each other and we like you guys being able to listen to it. Yeah, and uh, real, really quick, like this isn't a response to anything that's happened this year. Um, so we're not doing this because of, excuse me, we're not doing this because of coronavirus or um, World War Three or the riots or Black Lives Matter. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about all those things because they're important and that's the kind of stuff we want to talk about on our podcast. But this is something we were going to do regardless and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Last time we built a great community. It was really small. It was like only like five people who really cared about it. Well, we appreciate you. But we appreciate those five people. You guys know who you are and hopefully you're listening this season. Um, and yeah, so to get us started, what do you want to talk about? Well, we could talk about pretty much what needs to be talked about right now, which is everything that's happening across the country right now. And honestly, I'm impressed with how many people are uniting and pushing for just equal rights, something that we thought we had sixty in the 60s. But now we're bringing it up again because it's a conversation that needs to be had and it's uncomfortable for a lot of people, but we're making it happen. So in regards to the protests, how have you felt about them? Like, what do you see out there that like you like, I guess? Well, one thing that I've definitely noticed and I've acknowledged and really, really shocked me is how willing people were to get out in the streets and how it didn't matter who you were, if you stood for just genuinely the right thing of that man's life shouldn't be taken or we're tired of the oppression, we're tired of seeing the brutality of man. Seeing that and everybody coming together, there was no... There was no ill will amongst those people standing in the crowds. Are there violent protests out there? Yes. And I understand where they're coming from, but honestly, I feel kind of torn because I, I get your rage, I get your anger, but that's not the best way to get the message across. I mean, I think that, like, for me, part of the problem that I saw was that these riots were police riots. Like, they were instigated by the police. Yeah, they, no, 100%. In every case. Like, I haven't seen one that hasn't been. There, there's these, There are people that are like, Oh, why are you destroying your own streets? Um, because they made us, because they pepper sprayed us, because they're throwing tear gas, which, by the way, is illegal in war. Yeah. But it's not illegal in America. When you can do it to your own citizens, I mean, yeah. it doesn't really matter. But that is kind of stunning when you realize that we're not trying to start the violence. We're really not. We're marching in our streets, we're standing proud, and we're just trying to speak our minds, and we're trying to speak on what's right. But it doesn't help when you rile us up rather than standing and walking with us, which we have seen. Even in Newark, people thought that was going to turn crazy, but it was a beautiful, peaceful protest where they marched through the streets with the police. Yeah, and 
something that really made me happy was New Jersey did a really good job at keeping it peaceful. Um, if you're not familiar, the 1967 riots were one of the biggest ones. Uh, was probably one of the largest riots in American history. Um, a taxi driver was killed in Newark, and people just started rioting in the streets, and Newark basically burned down. And I think that that part of our history, we remember it, and we don't want it to happen again. Also, in New Jersey, um, there is definitely racism, you know. Um, but it's not like in Florida, or in, even in New York, where laws are put in place specifically to harm the African American community. Uh, yeah, like they're over here. Vo voter suppression isn't as big a problem as in, say, Georgia, uh, where Atlanta had one of the biggest riots. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, people uh, stop and frisk wasn't a thing in New Jersey, but it was definitely a thing in in New, New York. York, and New York definitely felt that. Um, that's part of part of the problem is that. Our country's history um, around different states react to what they remember, and people remember Eric Gardner. People remember um, people in Florida remember what happened in the Orlando shooting. Uh, we remember these things, and then we react to them way later on because that kind of anger just builds up there, and that rage stays there. Now, would you agree? Yeah, hundred percent. I think part of the problem that we need to address with protest and riots is that we can't let things like this build up i'm happy that we're doing what we're doing but i feel like if something like this happens again because i fear that it will i feel like we need to immediately rally the same way we did for george floyd that way it doesn't build up and america is not swallowed whole and divided as the way we are now where there's some people saying that these protests and riots are a bad thing where they're saying that the people going to support themselves and support their own communities is a bad thing. There shouldn't be another side to that argument. It should be, we are the people, let's unite, let's show them that we're gonna we're here to push back and we're here to speak our damn minds and we're tired of holding our tongues. Have you gone to a protest? Only the one that was here in Elizabeth. Oh, you went to that one? I was around, I didn't stay too long. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna say here like, no, I was in the middle of it, no. Yeah, no, I was there. I actually started some chants, it was fun. Go you! <laughs> Uh, I started them by accident, actually. It was, um, like, I heard somebody else say it, and I thought we were all chanting, but I guess we weren't. <laughs> but then we were. Um, and I waved at the police, and a bunch of people got mad at me, but I was joking. But it's okay. Uh, that was that was, that was was a really great experience, actually. Like, um, Elizabeth doesn't really give you that many. By the way, from, we're from Elizabeth, if you don't know. Um, Elizabeth, New Jersey, not Elizabeth, North Carolina, or whatever the fuck. Elizabeth, North Carolina, off topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was genuinely like a great experience. Um, there was a lot of people there. Most of the people weren't black, they were actually Latino. Uh, we have a very large Latino yeah, population. Yeah, I think it's like more than 60% of our community is Latino. Yeah, and if it's not, it is because that's all I see. Um, <laughs> yeah, and... It felt great to be out there supporting, you know, supporting something people believe in, something I believe in, which is that Black Lives Matter. And prior to this, like, there there was always this argument that Black Lives Matter was, was actually harmful because people took it over. Uh, for example, in Dallas, 10, 10 police officers were shot by a man 
who was black. Uh, he claimed not to be Black Lives Matter, but you know how the news is. Like, if a black man yeah. kills a police officer. If you want to stop a movement, the best way to do it is attach the violence yeah. and attach it to outrage. And that right there in Dallas was attaching that name to outrage just to discredit it a little for what it really means, which is Black Lives Matter. And one of the worst things, people, if you're listening, listen good. <laughs> do not say all lives matter as a response <laughs> to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. You see it time and time again. Yes, your life matters as much as mine. But the problem is people aren't treating my life as the same level as they treat yours. So just let us have yeah. our moment. Your house is on fire right now. Let us put our fire out. We can move together. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I never, I never, I never understand people's logic. Um, so like when, when it comes to police brutality, there, there's two sides of the, oh, there's one side of the argument, right? But it's kind of divided in two ways, right? So there's there are these people who say like oh but it happens to white people too, so um, number one we shouldn't really care about Black Lives Matter because it happens to white people too, which yes it happens to white people too and you should still be angry for that I don't understand where the context comes from, where you decide that because it happens to white people it's not really a problem it's still a problem white people definitely get the shit beat yeah. out of them police brutality is the problem yeah. <laughs> yeah the problem is police brutality and the problem is that it happens more to black people than to any other race in this country um i don't know about the number so don't quote me on that but i know i'm right it's okay <laughs> um you know and even like as as a latino uh, there's this kind of sense of camaraderie camaraderie between the two communities because you know we live together and it's weird like we're in a weird place right now as latinos because obviously we're going to stand up as young latinos because older people i don't know know. (laughs) they they don't care um we're in this place where we have to like come to terms with come to term with our heritage and older people don't really care about that so uh for example my grandfather uh he's black (laughs) Like, he's really, like, for real black. He's a black man. But he always grew up saying that he's not black, right? Um, I don't look black. I don't claim to be black because, uh, well, just look at me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes sense. Um, it is part of my heritage, and it is something I'm proud of. Uh, my, my brother, on the other hand, uh, you know, he, I wouldn't say he's black. He's, I guess so. He's light-skinned. Um, he's Latino. He's, de- he's definitely identifies more as latino than black um he doesn't identify as black and i think that's part of the problem when it comes to our community because we need to have this kind of sense this sense of like as the sense of that hey we're allies in this uh this is our problem too because truth is like if you're latino chances are you were probably a slave in the past life yeah and also if you're if you weren't a slave you were definitely like murdered by white people coming into your country and raping your women yeah. um for and also if you don't understand the context uh the spanish straight up just murdered all the natives and then raped them and then that's how latinos were born that's been happening for generations though like look at puerto rico puerto rico was taken every every spanish place you can name mm-hmm. white people europeans definitely came through ran through your stuff and Try to ethnically cleanse as much as possible. That's why you get so many different colored only. Exactly. So that's why I think it's important because um, 
while we don't necessarily understand the oppression that black people goes through go through um, because it's not the same kind of oppression it we've still been oppressed and we are being oppressed right now um, so we should definitely have sympathy for uh, the african-american community and like i was saying here in elizabeth more latinos than black people it in the in the rally um, i i was really happy to see that and every every not every like a lot of people were like latinos for black lives it wasn't like latino lives matter yeah. or it wasn't um you know it like people weren't co-opting the movement um but they were bringing they were bringing light to like issues that happen here uh, the people who actually got up were talking about how uh latino people are pulled over more than black people in some places uh, and i just i just really like that we're we're actually having these conversations like i've talked to my mom about like hey your dad's black and you understand that right and she's like yeah but it doesn't really count because we're from Colombia. yeah it fucking counts because he he was probably oppressed at one point and he didn't even notice it um how about you how do you like as a black person how does this make you feel honestly it's it's made me really proud of my community to see not only that we're coming together, but the age that's coming together. It's a lot of teenagers and really young adults that are like, nah, we're not going to do what our parents did or our grandparents did. We're not going to just wait idly by and, oh, it's those people, so I don't got to worry about that. We're going to come together and we're going to unite. And that makes me so proud because I feel like this generation right here, these 18 to um, late 20s, I feel like that's going to be the generation that's like, yo, we're tired of this. We're going to start taking seats in your Congress. We're going to start making change. Also, you just heard a car drive by. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Okay? (laughs) So, like, if you're going to comment or if you're going to text us or whatever. We we know. We're trying. We know. We don't care. Go away. (laughs) Or don't go away. Keep listening. But shut up. Um, So, like I was saying, uh, or back to what you were saying. Yeah, it's really cool that young people did this. Um, And I saw a sign somewhere where it was like i protested so my kids didn't have to and at the bottom was like what the fuck because it was like a hippie from the from the 60s probably oh okay um yeah and i think that's interesting you know i think part of the problem is that we see an end goal to these protests truth is it's not gonna end there's always gonna be racism there's always gonna be oppression and if you feel like there's not you gotta look for it um read a book (laughs) never like never be never conform to what your government is um or what your world is uh so for example like yes we get police reform okay but are african americans still getting the proper amount of health care uh, are they dying at the same rates as other people? Um, so you you have to understand that these protests, they're, they are important and they're great, but there is so much more. You know? And part of the problem that I really see is how the media portrays these protests. Some of the biggest protests have been in the past week, but you don't see that on the media because people aren't rioting at these protests. You know, Los Angeles had like a million people show up uh, nobody really reported that. That was a beautiful display too. If you saw the like the shot they took overhead, of yeah, that just line and rows, and it went on for what looked like forever. I saw that for two days and then it was gone. Yeah, it, not even like I didn't, I didn't like I saw it, but I saw it because I get like I went on you, social you media. For it. <laughs> like I just went on social media, and excuse me, I don't know if you guys can hear that, um, but it was just. It was really cool. And like I said, being part of that community, 
No, it gives you hope for the future. And then you go on TV and you watch Fox News and you realize, oh, yeah, no, people are still fucking racist. <laughs> um, which, by the way, like, if you ever thought racism was over, <laughs> joke's on you. Because, no. Um, you know. And how about, how about as, as a patriot? Like, you, you before on this podcast, yeah. season one, have called yourself a patriot. Yeah. So as a patriot, how does this make you feel? So... I'm very for American values, and I, I still love this country to this day, even with all the things that are going on within it. Obviously, we need change, and it's made me want to change more. It's made me want to fight more, and it made me want to, like, okay, one day I definitely got to get into a public office, minor or major, just to bring some kind of change and show that, like, hey, we can do this. We don't have to let somebody else make the decision for us. I want to be the person to make the decision. Yeah. I, I've always been a very patriotic person, and I still am. Um, and when people when I say that, that doesn't mean I love everything that America is. No, not it's at that all. I just want America to be better, uh, and we can be better. It's just gonna take a lot of work. Like I see America's faults. I see our institutional racism. I know that exists. I know that there's white privilege in the United States and in every other country. Um, and also, really quick tangent, like people, people. People make the argument that like, oh yeah, you know, you think America's bad? Well, go to another country and see how that feels. Oh. It doesn't matter. Just <laughs> why? Why do we have to go to other? Why can't we just stay here and make this country better? Let's, what the fuck? Let's focus here. We can talk about all of that when when all of our problems are fixed and we can look like these the star in the sky that we see ourselves as. Then yes, let's talk about other countries. But right now, let's fix home. Focus on that, and then yeah, let's talk about every other country that you want, and yeah. that's on your hit oh, list. If you if, if you hate America so much, or if you don't like what's going on here, why don't you move to Canada? Because I like America. I don't want to fucking leave. This is home. This, <laughs> this is the only country where you can get like a chili cheese dog with bacon on it and fucking some other shit. Like you think I want to leave that? <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking leave that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> even even with this fault, so you still gotta love this country. You still gotta love the fact that. You can watch, look down the street, and you can see that unity and that diversity that's in that unity. Mm -hmm. Just different people, the different faces. And they all have different stories. But not only in America, but America is a big part of where that happens. And you get to recognize and appreciate that in America. So, no, I'm not moving. I'm going to fix home. Also, (laughs) if you hate America, that's your fucking right, dude. Hate America all you want. I'm not going to stop you. You have the right to speak on it. Just, just, (laughs) you know, just don't blow anything up, and I'm fine with it. Like, if you're like... If you're like, oh, America fucking sucks. Yeah, okay. Good for you. That's how you feel? That's your opinion. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and if you think to yourself, like, oh, America's perfect, that's your opinion, too. You're wrong. <laughs> but, you know, it's your right to say stupid shit. And keep saying stupid shit. See what happens. Um, all right. So, uh, I wanted to talk about, like, our experiences as minorities. We are both minorities. Um for those that don't know who we are, Xavier True. is Puerto Rican and black, correct? Yes. And I'm Colombian and Salvadoran. Uh, so is there any experience that, like, when these protests happened, like, did you think of anything that happened to you in the past like, um, in regards to, like, police or just racism? Yeah. Or, or maybe not racism. Yeah. Maybe something good happened. No, I mean, there has been a few good things that have come out of this. Like, people have reached out to me like, hey, I know you, I know how you look and I, I understand that you, what you're facing right now. I respect and appreciate you if you need. There's been a lot of outreach where it's just like, hey, we're here for you. We support you. And I I really love and appreciate that. But there has been times in the past, like, 
I can go back. Uh, one to say it was like when I was 12. It was my birthday, and me and my father were leaving a basketball game. Mm-hmm. And my father, if you don't know, is black. Like he's where I get my black from. <laughs> we're driving away from the stadium, and about 10 minutes into the drive, we see sirens. And him having to look at me and be like, "All right, keep your head down," because I'm I'm a big kid. So it's like, keep your head down. Don't look at the officers. Just just focus. All right. Don't get scared. Relax. I don't think a lot of people have to go through that, where they have to be told, keep your head down, relax, calm down, don't look scared. Because I realize now that if I look scared, that's on me, and that officer's going to use it to his advantage. Mm-hmm. There was no reason to stop us. We were in a rental car, everything was straight down to the T, and the cops said as the excuse that, sorry, a crime's been reported, we were just looking in the area. My God. We got hit with that. And then he told us to have a great night. This cop was in a sweatshirt, jeans, like he was undercover. Oh my God. He was undercover cop who just gave away his position and the fact that he was undercover to pull over what he thought were two black guys that had just committed a crime. That's something else. And Lord, I got stories for when I went down to Florida back then. Wow. But apart from that, I've grown from the experiences. I've learned that I'm black. I'm proud. I know what I look like. I'm going to keep representing what I look like. That's not going to stop me from existing. I'm not afraid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something else that happens when when that kind of stuff happens um, is people don't believe you. People will be like, oh, that cop wasn't racist. He was just doing his job. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. No. So here's my story. I can't stress enough. Like, I'm not black. I don't know how it feels to be black. This is just what happened to me. Um, so I was in Secaucus Junction, the train station, and this cop, he, like, I'm walking, I get a phone call, I answer the phone, I talk to my mom, it was my mom, I talk to her, hang up the phone, this cop comes up to me and is like, sir, do you have any identification on you? Which, already, like, if you don't know what that means, that means he's asking for papers. He's not saying, like, oh, um, I just need to know who you are. No, he's saying, hey, are you legal in this country right now? Um, and I told that story to so many people, and they're like, oh, they were just probably, like, no, this man, like... You you have to understand that like when when somebody goes through something like that, it's not it's not because it's not that we want to feel oppressed. It's not that we want to say like, oh no, that cop was racist. It's that oh no, that cop was fucking racist. He checked my bag and you see me. Like I don't look like a threat to anybody. (laughs) I um and and like people put it into my head like Oh, no, he was probably just looking for someone, you know, if you wanted to see your ID. Uh, oh, no, you know, this, there's no way, like, a cop would really just stop you here. Oh, no, we live in New Jersey, so cops in New Jersey aren't that bad. Well, that's exactly what'll happen. <laughs> Fuck you, you know? Um, you know, and, and like, I thought, and, like, I've been thinking about that a lot after this happened. Um... You know, I've never experienced police brutality, and as far as racial profiling goes, I'm pretty sure if if he really did try to deport me, which when I say it, it doesn't sound real, but it can be. Like, you yeah. hear my voice. Like, I sound American. I don't sound... I don't have... Hello. Um, so, we had some technical difficulties. I got caught off. But, to get back to what I was saying... I think I was talking about getting stopped at Secaucus. Is that right? Oh uh, yeah. You All were right. you were talking about how you don't sound Spanish. You don't really have any heavy accents. Yeah. So, um, 
part of the reason that like there's always been this kind of conflict between me and my family about like what really happened i was there i know what happened but you know people don't want to feel like shit like that happens and people don't want to feel like that could happen to somebody you know or it could happen to you and i feel like i feel like in the black community that must make it hard to talk about um especially with your white friends i've been in situations where i've been told about uh, about circumstances where somebody was pulled over unlawfully and you know in a group of people and a you know the black person said oh i got pulled over because you know i'm black they don't say it like that they no i know what you mean they you know what i mean like that that's the, that's the common story that everybody talks about because it happens to a lot of people it happens to everybody if you're black and um you know the white person oftentimes you know in pop culture or in real life and in my experiences say like oh are you sure you know are you sure that the cop wasn't just looking for somebody are you sure that you didn't do anything wrong are you sure you were driving the way you were supposed to be driving that right there and this happens within the same black community as well like your parents might um as far as i know like i said not black i don't know but i know it's okay this might not. Be I know okay. what you mean. You if you don't up, like me, fuck you. you How about grow, that? <laughs> you grow up in the same place as I do. You've had some of the same experiences that I have. Yeah, like I, I've I've never been pulled over unlawfully. Like I said, that was the only thing that happened to me in my yeah. entire life. And we'll get to another story where I was a racism happened, but we'll we'll see, right? And you know, like your family will be like, "Oh, are you sure? You know, you're just a dumb kid. You know, you could have been going over the speed limit and not have." You know, have not noticed, yeah. or maybe you didn't put on. It's always finger. what were you doing? It's yeah. never like what was the cop doing? Are you yeah. okay? It's always were you doing anything wrong? Maybe you look suspicious. How do I look suspicious? I'm driving. I'm enjoy. I'm just going down the street. I'm probably trying to get somewhere. What? How do I look? What <laughs> makes you suspicious? Do I have a mask and a gun on my side? Yeah, exactly that. It'll no, be oh, it's you, your skin, bro. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't see us, but I was pointing to the skin because it's skin color. You know, um, so yeah. Uh, are there any other experiences that you'd like to talk about? Um, I think I started talking about down south Florida. And I was gonna save that for this, but I used to go down south a lot just to visit my um, my father. And e- even if we were stopped for somewhere for like a long period of time, my head's on a swivel mm-hmm. because I know it only takes one guy in that pickup truck with that flag behind his damn windshield, where you can tell like this is gonna be a bad experience. And even just walking into a store, the eyes are on you from the moment you walk in to the minute you walk out doesn't matter what you look like i'm a kid i'm a, a teenager going through this just walking through yes i am big i'm probably your height but that gives you no reason to eye me down going through every single aisle i just need some juice <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it like you know i don't really know what to say about like other states but i know here from what i've seen uh from what i've heard you know, it's a lot better than in other states. Like, I've never heard anybody say anything about, like, oh, do you speak English? Wait, no. They don't say that. They say, what do they say? They're like, oh, we're in America. Speak English. Which is something that happens a lot. It, it does. It's very fucking but common. But it's rare and uncommon to find it. I feel like the more north you get, the less you're going to find it. Not even, because I've heard it in really? New York. <laughs> like, in the city. Wow. In, in Manhattan. Like, in Times Square, where... Everybody, just everybody's from another country. Like nobody, nobody, nobody's from New York in Times Square. You know, everybody's from like 
it's just a bunch of fucking tourists, you know? And, and like, I heard it in New York. I've never heard it in New Jersey. I'm sure it happens in New Jersey, especially down south. Um, I've heard horror stories about, like, the, the Jersey Shore. Like, that's further south you go. And, like, I don't know if you know what Voorhees is. Um, it's a city near Camden. Um, Dang, the, the city Voorhees? That was not a smart idea. That's, that's just on my own mind, though. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, Jason Voorhees. I mean, come on, send the name. But that's apart from that side sidetrack. I feel like bad. Voorhees came first. Fair. Before Jason. Fair, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I've heard horror stories where, you know, uh, people don't get, uh, people do get discriminated against. Uh, where over here, you don't really see that. Not because it doesn't happen, but because you live in a community of uh, minorities. Um, you know, and this is a community of minorities. Elizabeth is black and Hispanic. You know, there are white people here, but uh, there wasn't a single white person I went to class with throughout all of high school. Yo. Not one, not one white person. Like, no, not not even, like, not Portuguese, um, you know, not a first generation. I mean, like, white person, white person. No, like, there was no white people. There was that's no, what I'm saying. No, I'm saying that's, there was none of that. There was nobody like, oh, I'm from, like, Arkansas. No, there was none of that. Yeah, no, no Caucasian. <laughs> Nobody, no Europeans, n- nothing. I don't no know why one. I chose Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and it's easy to forget that, like, that kind of stuff happens way too often in other places. Um, and when I was at the protest in, here in Elizabeth, somebody came up. Um, I forgot her name. Like, honestly, I forgot what happened other than the screaming because that was the most fun um, and important. And also, we did a bunch of other cool shit. Like, we laid down with pictures. Not me. Like, I held a candle. Yeah, I saw it. there was people laying down with pictures of who was on the... Uh, so, the, the last 30 people to die to police brutality. Oh, wow. Um, as far as, like, people who were, like, caught on video. Okay. Who, like, Breonna Taylor. Which was, yeah, Breonna Taylor. Bre- that is, um, ooh. We can talk about that in a bit. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, a bunch of people. And I think it started with Eric Gardner, which is, like, the... Eric Gardner wasn't that long ago, and to have 30 people after Eric Gardner, I think, I could be wrong, um, but it was people, we laid down, and then we put the pictures on, on the police precinct, and then we held camps. What, what, what were we talking about before? Before we were, oh wow, I actually got lost. Hold on. <laughs> I guess we were talking about how, um, how common racism is. Oh in yeah, so, so somebody, so at the beginning of the process, somebody came up and was like, hey, you live in Elizabeth, but just so you know. Uh, there have been a thousand and two, a thousand two hundred uses of force by the by the Elizabeth Police Department, um, who is majority white somehow. Like the people who serve us, they know, don't even represent us. Really. They don't really represent us because they're they're that, white. And that, like I said, I went to high school four years. I went to middle school four years. I went to elementary school a long time. <laughs> And not a single white person. Basically, yeah, basically grades 1 through 12, it was like, this is your community. That's kind of crazy, though, how I'm not realizing that our police officers aren't us. Yeah. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm not a cop. I mean that they don't know really this community then because maybe they're not from around here. They're pulling people from yeah. different counties yeah, exactly. to come work here. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You would want people that like, oh, I know this neighborhood, or maybe I can really just escalate these situations because these are people I grew up with. No, let's take this guy from Somerset County or somewhere like that to go run this neighborhood. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, well, since we started talking about cops, what do you think about the abolished police? Because I think we might have differing opinions ooh. on this. What? Mm, ooh. Look, I, I'm all for maybe... I'm definitely for retraining the police entirely, teaching them how to really de-escalate situations and using force as a absolute last resort in every sense of the word. But to just outright get rid of them, I don't know about that. I don't know how that's going to play out. If you want to dismantle it to bring it back up, cool. But just to get rid of it entirely for like, we don't have cops for years and years. I don't know how that's going to play out. And I don't have the knowledge to really speak on that. I just think it's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that that makes sense. Um, for me, I think every cop in America should be fired and then rehired. Uh, if you have less than a certain amount of uses of force, like say you used force like five times and all five times you were catching a murderer like it was just like you did something good for the community you know if you've like um i think the biggest problem with the police is they're trained to do this kind of shit like they're not trained to de-escalate situations they're they they're trained to terminate them to stop them from happening um rather than to slow them down uh you saw what happened in uh was it atlanta Oh, with um, the guy at the Wendy's, right? Yeah, so... Yeah. That was insane. I mean, I I don't know if he was under the influence of anything. I don't really care about that. But the fact that those two cops got into a fist fight with that man. And then, look, he has a taser. I get it. It's terrifying, especially at night. You get just got up from getting your head hit on the ground. I get it. But to shoot three in that man yeah. while he's running away... Um, mm. I think his name was Richard Brooks. Yeah. It was? Okay, Rashad cool. Brooks was the guy that was shot. So, the thing is, number one, you can't apprehend a man when he's, he was drunk, by the way. And, oh, okay, he was And camp, uh, um, body cam footage came out, like, at his uh, speaking to the cops. The man could barely stand up. He was fucked up. Um, two cops should be able to apprehend one man. Yeah. You know, automatically. Like, if you can't, if you're not able to do that, why are you a This shouldn't have been a story. You know, if, I, if a Marine can't fucking... You know, he, if he can't pass his fucking combat training, he's not going to be a Marine. No. If you're in the Army and you can't fucking, I don't know, swim, you're not going to be in the Army, you know? Um, so already there, you're fucking up, right? Then, next step, take your taser. At that point, all right, so you've decided to attack this man uh, with something very painful. I don't know if you've ever been tased. I've never been tased. I imagine it doesn't feel That's good. That's not a pretty experience. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, then... Somehow, after you tase the man, because they did tase him. They did. He's able to get your weapon from you, all right? So he has your weapon. So he has a weapon, which has been discharged. Also, tasers, they're good for one round. The kind of tasers they use. You yeah, shoot it's, it one, it's one, and you got to reload it. Yeah, you shoot it, and then you got to charge it back up, right? So already, like, no reason to shoot him. Um, people are like, oh, oh, he took the taser away. Okay, he can't do anything with it, and he's too drunk to do See, anything. See, I didn't it. know that. I didn't know that that he took the taser that was already discharged. Because now it really oh, makes no. I didn't know that. Oh, maybe he did take the taser that wasn't discharged. Well, regardless of the situation, you should have already stopped. It, it should have been stopped. It should have been Once stopped. Once they got to the ground, right. there's two of you. <laughs> and then, and then the thing is, like, people are like, "Oh, they followed procedure." The next step in that procedure should not be shoot a man three times while he's running away from you. Three times. You know, and like people think. Like, Joe Biden, um, and we'll get to Joe Biden in a later podcast. Don't worry about it. 
Um, I'm, I'm not, not going to say nothing. <laughs> this isn't about him. Um, but people like him are always like, oh, yeah, you know, we should train our cough better. Why didn't you just shoot him at the leg? That's not the point. Don't fucking shoot people. It's not hard. Have you shot someone? No. I've never shot anybody. You know, I've never killed anybody. I've never put my knee on somebody's fucking neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. You know? That was... Fuck. Watching that video was absolutely painful. And I'm happy you're getting this passionate about it. <laughs> and we need to keep this passion going because... Situations like that are still happening. If Brianna Taylor, I'm still. That's the worst one yet because they kicked down her door. Her own a no knock raid on somebody. That I hate no knock and raids with a passion. Of course, and the problem is that that's fucking procedure. That's procedure. You're allowed that's, to do that. That shouldn't be there. And people are like, people are like, oh, and that, and that's where the excuses come. We're like, oh no, he did everything right, you know. Uh, he didn't discharge his weapon until he really felt like he was in danger. Well, should his weapon really be a gun when somebody's not armed? Uh, if I don't have a gun, you know, if you have a knife, I should be able to take you down with a knife. If I'm a cop, you know, maybe not. Maybe I could tase you. Maybe I run away and then tase you. Maybe uh, I get in my car. Maybe I hit you with my car, which is maybe less deadly. Probably not. Don't hit people with your car. We're not. We're not condoning that. But to in the dead of night go through somebody's door and shoot them a ridiculous number of times for the sheer, oh, I thought it was a dangerous situation. I thought that's required. They shot her way more than 10 times. They, that's ridiculous. There's no reason to discharge your weapon and the amount of guys they sent there. What are you, what are you doing? Have you seen uh, Dave Chappelle's... Um... The A46? Yeah. I watched half of it and it got to, I just didn't have the time to finish it, but yo... Yeah, no, he talks about, um, I forgot all the names. I'm really bad with names, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not sorry. I don't give a fuck. I do give a fuck. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck. We, we know do what I you mean. Do I give a fuck, X? We, I don't give a fuck. We, we know what you mean. Anyway, um, so I forgot the name, but there was this, there was this one guy. He's a cop killer. Cop killer, um, goes on the run. They find him in the woods. Uh, 400 LAPD officers yeah. show up, um, and kill Like, over there, like, okay. So, number one. Uh, whatever happened to, you know, guilty till proven, you know, he, he killed people and he should be in jail, but already there, he, he murdered those men. Yeah. He, he did that. Yeah. He did that. He should be in jail. Um, regardless of what you believe, um, was he armed? Probably. He probably would have killed somebody if yeah. he was probably armed. And he I mean, he was an ex cop, right? But the point isn't that, um, you know, this was a good guy. The point was that it made sense for the police to do that because they saw one of their own die on the streets, right? And when you see somebody, somebody like that, um, somebody you identify with die, you know, it's scary. Um, anytime, anytime uh, a, a Latino dies in any way um, that's unjust, the news, the Univision will take it over for a long time, right? Um, because Univision has, you know, gives that voice to Hispanic people. Anytime you see a white, like a little white girl die, you know, you'll see the news go on for months and the investigation shit. Um, George Floyd isn't being talked about anymore on the, on that's, that's one of my biggest fears, mm -hmm. honestly. George Floyd isn't being talked about on the news, you know, um, Breonna Taylor isn't being talked about in the news. Sandra Bland isn't being talked about in the news, um, if you're not from New York, chances are you forgot the name Eric Gardner. And I think that's part of the problem. There is no, like, black news station. And I know that sounds kind of arbitrary and weird, but um, black people aren't represented in a way 
that will help anybody get justice. And I think this is something that people don't really look at. Like, is there a black is there a black reporter that you know? Somebody that you go on? Like, the only person I can think of is like Charlemagne. He's not a he's yeah. not he's he's not a he's not a journalist. He's an interviewer and a commentator at best. Um, and this is part of the problem. I mean, maybe if this podcast gets big enough, if this podcast this will be the one. This will be, be the, the one. one. You know, probably not. And it's okay if it's not. That's not what we're going for. Just so you know. Um, but representation in the media it matters um, because of these things. Because you you get arguments from one side and you don't get it from the other. You get arguments from people on on TV who are you know who hate what just happened. But then you don't get the arguments from people who have to deal with that. You know you don't get that experience in front of you. Um, and I think that's something really positive that social media has been able to do. You know, um, I've because of social media I've been able to understand what's been going on. Um, way more than I would have had have I not had social media, had Twitter not told me like, hey, like by the way, look at all this other shit, you know. Um, but yeah, I think I think the media needs to change in that in that respect, you know. Yeah, I mean, one thing I can say for sure is if you feel like you're tired or people are tired of you posting that on your story that Black Lives Matter, don't stop. Yeah. If you feel like people are annoyed with you. That doesn't matter. Get rid of those people. You don't need that in your life because mm-hmm. the goal should be to keep pushing. Even when you're tired and you feel like you've shared enough, keep pushing. Keep signing those petitions. Make sure they're legitimate petitions. Make mm-hmm. sure that you're giving to the right charities. Charities Ch- are actually doing something. Change.org doesn't count, by the way. That's a meme. Just so you know. There we go. See? <laughs> it's stuff like that because there's people that are signing these petitions, but they're going to waste. They're just being shared over and over again without any real backing or understanding of it so we need to keep pushing in the right way and we're doing great we're sharing the stories we're reminding people that these people were killed in cold blood Breonna Taylor was shot more than 10 a ridiculous amount of times and only one of the cops have been fired not arrested fired George Floyd they are still being held two of them are out on bail Mm -hmm. so we need to keep pushing don't stop sharing the stories. Don't stop reminding people of what happened. Keep going. You and, guys are doing great. And I can't stress enough. I'm not an activist. I don't identify as one. Yeah. Um, you know, this is just common sense and decency. You know, uh, I don't use social media uh, that much, so I won't be posting shit. But just know I believe in it. Um, and I see those stories, and I learn. I genuinely learn new shit. Like, I really, honestly, I probably wouldn't know about uh, Breonna Taylor had... Um, had I not have, like, Instagram or Twitter. Nobody would have. It would have um, been another file. Mm-hmm. And um, also make sure your information is correct because I've gotten, like, I've seen a lot of people post shit where it's, like, just not true. And that's the worst because that makes us look bad as people who want things to change. Um, that makes us look dumb because just know that you represent this movement if you are posting. Um and like I said, keep posting. But just so you know, there wasn't a man who killed 17 people and buried buried them in their backyard <laughs> in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. And also, the story was old, and it was a fake story from oh, a long yeah, time that, ago. <laughs> please check the dates of some of these stories you're sharing. Like, I get it. Like, And it's okay to share them. <laughs> it is, but just don't, don't sh- act like it's brand new. That's another, like, on Facebook, 
I'll always see it happens at least twice a day where somebody will share a story from like a decade ago, hey, and you're like, why are they talking about this? And then, oh, you, then you click it, you read the date, you're like, oh, because this happened in 2010. I was 10 years old. I couldn't have done anything about it anyway. Mm-hmm. But just make sure the information you have is correct. It takes a few minutes to take a second and look back and be like, oh, okay, this is an old story, or no, this is something that needs to be shared. Just do the research. Google is literally in your hand 24-7. Yes. Just, just please, just search it up. <laughs> yes. That's that's annoying. It makes us it makes us all look bad. Please stop. Um, keep posting. Keep posting. Just, just post the right shit. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, you said you wanted to talk about the Confederate statues. Yes. So where I stand as to that is honestly, I want to do it in the right way. Civilians shouldn't be pulling down the statues. Let's take this to court. I, I'm, I'm, hold on. Let me, let me, let me finish. Finish? I'm finish. Let, me, let me just, because you gave me the look like, hey, Xavier. <laughs> this chair's really creaky. But, <laughs> I don't really laugh at the Confederate statues, but yes, I want to see them pull it down as much as the next guy. Just don't forget the history behind them. Don't forget that these people did terrible things. Don't forget why you fight. And that's my fear, is that they'll be pulled down and nobody's telling the next generation who these men were and how evil they were. They oh, deserve wow. to be written down in history to the point where it's like, look how evil that was. We're better than that now. Look where we are now. Let's replace them with a Harriet Tubman statue. Let's replace them with statues that are meaningful and impactful to the movement. Let's show them the good side of history. Let them read about the bad side, but make sure those people are painted as evil people the way they deserve to be treated. Yeah. You lost a war. You got a participation trophy. Your stupid flag is coming down. So are your statues. Alright, so I have two things to say to that. Shoot. Number one, tear the fucking statues down. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Anarchy, motherfucker. Fuck you. And then we know where Carlos is. <laughs> right. Um, number two, this is something that a lot of people don't know. That Confederate flag, at no point during the five years, just five years, of the Confederacy. Yeah. At zero, never, not once, not a single time, was that flag the Confederate flag. It flew one time with General Lee over one battle representing his Virginia company. Look it up. And they just ran with it. It, <laughs> it like when people are like, oh my God, my 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 great grandfather fought under this flag. No, he didn't. That's not what it looked like. I promise. Unless he was at that battle. <laughs> Unless he was in Virginia. That's not what it looked like. Um maybe like if I could figure out how to edit this, I'll put a picture of the flag up, the real one. Just so you know, if for whatever reason, if you somehow find this podcast and you think the Confederacy was good and you fly that flag, you're flying the, f- you're flying the wrong flag, okay? 100%. Just so you know. Like, it's bad. <laughs> like, 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 it doesn't even look the same. <laughs> I never knew that. I never knew, like, because it's flown so much that you're like, oh, that's the Confederate flag. I didn't know that that was only in one battle. Yeah, no, it was. Virginia, General Lee. So look it up. I promise. See, this is the things we need to look up. (laughs) You won't be disappointed either. Like, it's fucking hilarious how the story... Like, one of the flags they made looked too much like a random white flag. So every time they flew it, they thought they were fucking... (laughs) They thought they were fucking surrendering. So they had to put, like, a giant red stripe down the middle. It's a fascinating story. And I... Like, I don't know how many people are listening to this at this point. But please, just look it up. It, you won't you won't regret it. Um, I'm a 
bring it up in other podcasts because yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Like, Imagine flying your flag and then the allies think you're surrendering. You're like, all right, let's go get them. <laughs> yeah, that that's happened. Like people have been in like, like there are stories. Some of them are probably most of them are probably folk stories. Um, but like they'll be at camp and you know back then it wasn't really guerrilla warfare. It was more like stand and shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they'll be at camp. They'll be chilling. Nobody's gonna invade them because that's not how it works. And they're flying their flag and they're like, oh shit, look. They surrender. Wait a second. So let's just go <laughs> over there and take them out. And, and like, it's funny because I can imagine what the fuck has been going through their minds. I'm just like, thinking at the dead of night, like, handcuffs were on you. Like, you're coming with us. You're like, wait, what? You quit. Like, no, we didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you can't see, but we just pointed up in the air, like, at the flag. Like, it's white. You're like, done. I, I need to find it. I need to find it just to show you. Just the idea of that, like, I, I can imagine there must have been so much confusion when they're just watching the Union march up, like, wait a second, did we surrender? <laughs> oh, my God. oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. See, there's stories like that that just remind you how stupid some of the Confederate soldiers were. A white flag. Why would you ever think that's a good idea? Oh, my God. <laughs> you good there, buddy? No, it's just fucking funny, because I went on the Wikipedia. Don't trust Wiki, right? Here, here, here's the flag. Here's the original flag. Yeah. Right? Oh. Straight up. It's, you guys can't see it, but it's just a white box. It's just a giant white flag with a Confederate flag at the corner. It's a square. But it looks so stupid. Yes. Right? So then. I thought the rest of the image didn't look. That's stupider. What are you doing? Yes. What's the other red box for? That's so, you can tell they're not surrendering. It's hilarious. This still had to be mistakes. And this this is the most famous one. This is the probably the actual one. Um, that makes sense. See, this was the actual one. That one makes sense. And then, just so you know, uh, it kind of looks like the Texas flag for the one that... Ooh. Don't worry about it. You guys, you guys might see it. Maybe well, not. Just look it we'll up. We'll figure it out. There's no way you're listening after, to this point, right? <laughs> look. Look, look, look. Hold on. I was like, isn't that what it is now? Or what people think it is now? <laughs> okay. So, here it is. Northern Virginia Company. You can see it. And that's it. That's it. That, that, that's the only time it flew. And then this one flew in Tennessee. Right? Which is the one oh, that Oh, it's we, stretched. Yeah, it's longer. <laughs> it, it wasn't a square. It was a wreck. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, so, if you believe in the Confederacy, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Kill yourself, whore. Thank you. Uh, want to move on? Any chance of the monetization? We're not getting money. What I know. Are you talking about? <laughs> I know. I know. That was great. If we get five viewers on this video, I'll, I will be happy. I'll do a backflip, even though I know I can't. Hold on. <laughs> That's too little because I'll probably watch it like twice just to see if the audio is okay. Um. Just fucking watch it. Fuck you. I'm mad at our audience. We're gonna grow. Give it time, <laughs> and then we're gonna have to take this one down. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna cancel. Um, I think that's. I think we're pretty much done. Are we have a timer? Or? No, no, we're good. It, it, it. Okay, hold on. <laughs>